With the cold winter days upon us and the holidays quickly approaching, it probably means you're going to have some time spent with family and friends playing games or doing puzzles. Let's get those organized today on day nine of the 2022 Home Organizing Challenge. The 2022 Home Organizing Challenge from Intentional Edit is finally here. We're organizing a different area in our homes every single day for the first 20 days of November. These are the perfect projects to tackle before the holiday hustle begins and you really get busy. Listen daily on the Intentional Edit podcast for tips and strategies on how to successfully declutter and organize the space of the day. I want to remind you, be sure to follow along on Instagram at Intentional Edit to see how I organize all of these areas in my home. I'll be sharing on Instagram stories every single day so that you can see behind the scenes of how I have these areas organized and the products that I use to organize the spaces in my house. I'll also be sharing tips on how to declutter and make decisions on purging so you won't want to miss this. You want to make sure you're listening to all the podcast episodes from November 1st through 20th 2022 because they focus on the area of the day for the home organizing challenge. Of course, on Instagram, you can actually see if you follow me at Intentional Edit, you can see how I have these areas organized in my home. Don't forget to screenshot the 20-day checklist and share your progress as you complete each daily project. Tag me at Intentional Edit or hashtag 2022 Home Organizing Challenge or share it in our private Facebook group if you are part of that. If you've been putting off beginning your home purging and organization, this is the perfect way to kickstart the projects and get 20 areas organized in 20 days. Board games and puzzles and big boxes can take up a lot of space and we often don't know how to store these so that they don't make a mess when we take them out and try to shove them back into their storage location. How can you organize these so that they don't become such a mess? Let's talk about that and figure this out today so that you can have this storage dialed in and ready to go if you have guests and friends coming over that you might want to get some games out and play with this holiday season. So first, go ahead and gather all of the games or if you have these in a central location, go to that cabinet, that shelf, that storage area and pull these games and puzzles out. And let's do a quick assessment first. If you have puzzles and games that you know are missing pieces or not working, if they require batteries and even after replacing the batteries, something about them doesn't work, you can discard those. You can trash them. They no longer work. If they don't have all the pieces, then they're not functioning. If you have games that you realize no one in your family is playing these they're still in the original packaging or they look perfect but you've had them for 10 years because no one is interested in those or they have outgrown the age parameters for that specific game those can go in a separate pile to be donated so just like every other organizing project you start with the decluttering you remove the items that don't make sense for your family or the guests that you have over eliminate those things. Then I do recommend in terms of puzzles and games, dividing these up somewhat by age or interest, skill level, ability, all of that, because when young kids get out a game to play that is too advanced or requires fine motor skills or something that they do not have yet because of their age, 
it can be extremely frustrating. And that is usually when those games then are not taken care of, not put back properly because of the frustrating and the meltdowns that happen. So if you can spend a little bit of time and divide these up into age, it doesn't have to be specific and it doesn't even have to be the recommended age on the box. You should know, kind of gauge it by what you think and what works for the members of your family. If you have very young kids and they're doing board puzzles or basic puzzles, those can go in a different area than a 2,500 piece a puzzle that adults or much older children might try to complete. So think about that when you are storing those. If you want your kids to have access to these puzzles and games on their own, put those at a lower level. Put those in a cabinet or on a shelf that they can reach so that they don't have to ask you to get those down or to go get those so that they can play with them. When things are accessible to kids, they tend to play with them more often because they can get them on their own. And when they're curious about something and they have the desire to play with that, they can get that puzzle out. They can get that game out and they can start doing that without having to take that extra step to go get you to get it down. And the same thing goes for the opposite. If you have games that you want to play with your kids or puzzles that are a little bit more advanced that your younger kids should not be doing on their own, then put those in a location where that's a a higher place or a more difficult place to get to or a location that you can get to but they cannot reach because you want to supervise that or you want to be a part of playing those games or doing those puzzles. So think about how you want to organize these in terms of age groups or members of the family or who can play with what and who can use what. And then we need to put them back. One thing that I love to suggest for games and puzzle storage is to not stack them. Instead of stacking them one on top of the other on top of the other, store them vertically so they are up and down. If you have the space to do that, if you have a deep shelf or a deep cabinet where you can store these games, then you can slide them in and store them in a vertical way so that you grab one, it slides out, you can play that, put it back together, put the lid on, turn it on its side and slide it right back into place. Instead of having 10, 12, 15 board games or puzzles stacked one on top of another, and we all know that board games are not the same size, they're not the same thickness, they're not the same width, they're not the same length, Storage can be a little precarious because the ones that get used most often are usually shoved back on top. And if we don't take the time when we're getting them out, sometimes a long box is stored on top of a short box and then something is falling over and pieces are falling out. And that's when we have a mess because of the way that we have things organized in that situation those aren't, that's not a good way to have those organized. So if you have the ability to organize these things in a vertical way, go ahead and do that. Again, you would be doing this by category. So the younger kid games organized on one shelf, the older kid games organized on another. Same goes for the puzzles. If you have a lot of games and puzzles and have a small space or lack of organization for these, and these are something that drive you crazy because your family loves games, you want to have them, you don't want to purge because these are things that you use often, one option is to get large zipper pouches. And I will link some of these on my Instagram when I share how I have my games and puzzles organized. And you can put all of the pieces into a 
big zipper, like a mesh zipper pouch, and then print out a label or use packaging tape to cut out a portion of the box so that you can see what is on the front. You can also cut out the directions, put that in to this zipper pouch and make this so that it functions for your family. But when you do this and you put these in the mesh zipper pouches, you can get a lot of games in a small space because you've eliminated that big bulky box. You can also do this with puzzles. Of course, if you do this, please do not forget to cut out the picture of the puzzle because you need that main picture. And the larger that the picture is, the larger that the image is, it makes it easier for you to complete the puzzle. So make sure you put that in with the puzzle pieces. So if you're not already following along on Instagram, find me at intentional edit, and I will share a link to those mesh zipper bags that I'm talking about that are good for the storage. But the most important thing you can do is purge the items that you're no longer using, the games and puzzles that you your family doesn't use, they don't like anymore, and eliminate those of course, toss the ones that are broken and have missing pieces, donate the others, and then organize these according to how your family uses them and who uses them. And then talk to your family about the expectations around putting them away when the games are not being used anymore or when the puzzle is finished. And your games and puzzles will stay significantly more organized now than they were in the past. Thank you for listening to the Intentional Edit Podcast. If you found today's episode valuable, tell your friends about it by taking a screenshot, sharing it on social, and tagging me at Intentional Edit. I'll be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, find me at intentionaledit.com and be sure to follow Intentional Edit on social platforms like Instagram, Pinterest, and Facebook. To ensure you catch future episodes, click the subscribe or follow button now. I'm grateful for a five-star rating and review from you. Be sure to let me know what you liked about this episode and what you want me to cover in the future.